nothing bad in you. That's a lie. We've been taught to control us and manipulate us, make us feel like we're not like we're damaged. Some God's perfect. He didn't. He doesn't mess up. Okay, so he created us the way he wanted us perfectly. So therefore, stop resisting. Stop letting the media teach you how to hate yourself. You should love the the light, the dark, because it's all the yin and yang. You've got to have it all. You've got to have it both to be a whole human being. That's the way God made it. We've been convinced that uh, the bad they ascribe, that's just negative energy. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Auto Gomes Crypto Show. Today, I have a very, very special guest, and it should be a very exciting conversation. I can uh, say that to the least of it. Uh, his name is Michael Gibson, is a self-made million, multimillionaire, has charted a remarkable path, founding over 33 companies in more than 17 diverse industries, from real estate to finance, medical to research and development. Michael's expertise knows no bounds. Today, Michael has been outspoken about the tyrannical actions of the centralized systems and has brought transparency and clarity to many layers of the current financial system. With that, thank you. Thank you, Michael, for joining me on this podcast. I really appreciate your time, your energy, and I'm sure everyone that's listening does as well. Thank you, Otto. I appreciate you having me on, man. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for those of you that don't know, this all started with a comment. <laughs> Uh, there was a video that you, uh, Michael shared on crypto, and, and I was like, I, I have something to say to this. <laughs> Let me respond. Um, and before we even started this podcast, we, ju we just uh, came to the, the agreement that a healthy debate, and I wouldn't even say this is a debate. It's more of like an organic conversation to figure out each other's perspectives. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I really appreciate you uh, being willing to do that. You know, not a lot of, I, I do this often. I go to other people's uh, Instagram accounts and, and share my thoughts. And I, and, I, and I offer that. I say, hey, let's do it IG Live. Let's talk about it. And you're actually one of the first ones in a long time that has done that. So I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I'm all about open conversation because you're going to give me wisdom and knowledge that I don't have. I'm going to do the same for you. And that's honestly how it's meant to be, where we don't fight each other and attack each other. You're welcome to your opinion. I'm welcome to mine. And we share information. And we, we, we take what we can use and we leave the rest behind. And, and we, we part as friends and increase our circle of influence and all that type of thing. And it's, it's, a, it's a community. We've, yes. we've, been, we've been convinced that we're no longer a community. We're not all one. We're against each other. There's sides now on everything. And that's all a lie. They, they've talked us into that, convinced us of it, but it's all a lie. We're all one. So, no, I, I appreciate it. I got to be honest, the reason I didn't respond for a while is because I get attacked so much on there. I usually don't like to get baited into back and forth things because, you know, um, but no, you were very respectful about it. You weren't attacking me. You were just stating, hey, I disagree and I'd love to talk to you and have a conversation, open your eyes about some things. And I'm all about learning new things. Yes. See, if you're listening, I'm telling you, this is, this is the way we create a new reality. We just, we have to have these conversations. They're tough. It's difficult, but how are we going to really become the reality we want if we're not talking about it? This is our most powerful weapon here or, or creation tool is the, is our voice. Uh, so yeah, again, thank you. This is great. I'm very excited about this. 
Okay, so what I want to do is start off really just getting to know you. Uh, I want to know your journey and really how you got to this point. And one of the questions I usually ask is, what has been your hero's journey until this point, and what specifically was your red pill moment? Wow. So uh, it started when I was 22. Um, I was uh, rooming with three other guys in the house. We partied so much the landlord wouldn't renew our lease. So I went to go try to find another house to rent. And uh, basically a guy, owner, he pretty much pushed two houses on me. I was just in school and waiting tables, bartending, that kind of thing. And um, he wanted, these houses weren't in good condition. He wanted to get rid of them because he had sold everything he owned to buy this apartment complex. These were his last two properties. He didn't want them. He didn't want to spend the money on fixing them up. I'm a college student. I don't care where I'm living. Um, and so basically, he convinced me. He kept going down, down, down on the price till he said, look, $800 down and I'll finance it for you. So I said, well, the deposit on a house would be 800 bucks. So I went home, told my roommates, hey, I found a new house to rent. The deposit is 800 bucks. They put up the $800. I bought two houses. And it was like a light bulb moment for me. And uh, then I went and bought every book and course I could get my hands on. And within three years, I had millions of property here in Lexington. So it just seemed to work for me. And then God took that away, some you know, leverage everything, and lost it on an environmentally contaminated deal. So no one ever taught me this stuff. I've learned by doing it the wrong way and mm -hmm. learning real hard lessons, coming back, not repeating those lessons, going and doing it again. So I, this is my third time making millions. First two times lost it because I didn't know asset protection like I do now. Um, so in all those times, one door leads to another, one company leads to another. You know, what am I doing? What else can I get into? I don't have real estate now. Well, I know how to do loans because I had to go get loans on all these properties. That led to a lending company. And it, God just kept taking me on these journeys, walking through these doors. Um, so 32 years later, here we are. And really, the red pill moment was about 15 years ago when a show called Ancient Aliens came yeah. out. With the, and, the guy with the funky hair, right? Yeah. Correct. Uh, <laughs> Giorgio something. Giorgio, uh, yeah, he has uh, a Greek, I think. And yes, that's long right. Last name. And it really started, and, you know, I grew up um, on Christianity and that type of thing, not for my family, but just God came to me early at nine, and I kind of clung to that because I came from a very toxic childhood, and I've been on my own since I was 15, living in my car. Um, so that show started showing me that all around the planet, there's a common story being told, and it's not the one we're taught. And how could all these civilizations globally be telling the same story unless they saw the same things? Because it's not like they could pick up the phone and call each other. So that opened my eyes to, wait a minute, maybe things aren't the way we've been taught. Then God brought a, a girl into my life, uh, Carrie Black. She's an organic chemist, very spiritual person, and she started opening my eyes to other religions, Buddhism, Taoism, all these different things, these different principles and, and practices. And then I just started talking to God and saying, hey, man, you know, I want to know the truth no matter how difficult, mm -hmm. no matter how hard, I really want to know. And then the thing that really healed me from all my childhood trauma and all the trauma I did to myself in my teens and 20s was psilocybin, mushrooms. Mm. Just unbelievable uh, medicine for your soul. 
Mm-hmm. And that's coming out now to heal brain damage. It grows new neural pathways. Like all these mountains of evidence are now starting to come to light that they've been suppressing for many, many years and demonizing this because they don't want you healing yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, physically, emotionally, spiritually, they want to keep you sick. That's where the money is, and that's how they control you. So over that five-year period, that's when all of this, like he just unveiled everything, and I saw how all the pieces were fitting together because I am really good at strategy and creative deal structure and business, which means you've got to see things from a higher perspective and look at all the playing pieces and how they fit together. And you've got to be eight, nine moves down the road at all times. That's what they're doing to the planet right now. But mm-hmm. they've been working on this for a couple hundred years, and they've now got all the pieces in place to flip the switch and take over the whole planet, total control. And that's what you're watching happen today. Yes. Wow. Uh, I, I'm the first thing I want to say I resonate with your uh, story so much. I bought my first house when I was in college, started going down that road of, of seeing the bigger picture and the layers in between. And it was actually around 15 years ago where I saw uh, Zeitgeist. I don't know if you saw oh, that. Yeah, document. yeah. yeah. Zeitgeist was my red pill. <laughs> yeah. Shook me up real well. Um, but, you know, I also grew up Pentecostal Christian. And what I love that you share and it, it goes in really with the name of, of your book, the connection between spirit and business is how important our spiritual health is to mm-hmm. really tapping into true generational wealth. Yes. Like without you becoming aware of how you relate to these things and to these layers. And, you know, again, I love how you, you have the, that perception of all the, the, the metaphysical layers because mm-hmm. you did it. You know, you did the work. Yes. Um, that's the other thing that's happening in this society in this reality is uh, uh, individuals getting educated by teachers who haven't done anything. They're just regurgitating. Uh, and, and it's a very different narrative. It's a very different perspective. So do, do, do as much as possible. That's right. Um, so how did that change for you in these last three years? Uh, I think for me, you know, starting in 2020, that was a really pivotal moment. I mean, I, I was aware like you with a lot of layers but when I saw it happen on a global scale and everybody was just in lockstep, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, so how did, that, how did that shift for you? Did, um, did you really felt the need now to start speaking out and, and creating these videos that you do? Well, honestly, the team has been trying to get me to do this for two years and I refused because <laughs> I didn't want what I'm getting now, which is a lot of hate, a lot of attention. I like to just kind of do my thing and be left alone and you know, just enjoy life. But Really, God wouldn't give me peace, to be honest with you, um, because so much crazy and COVID is what really opened a lot of people's eyes to what's mm-hmm. happening. Most people would say to me when if you go on my Facebook page three years ago, I was warning people about this and telling them what was coming. And everything I said for the last three years has happened or is happening right now because it's not hard to see. Once you know they're in yeah. game 2030 agenda, you can reverse engineer and see what they've got to do to get there. And yeah, so that's yeah. how it's easy to see. It's not that I'm smarter than anybody else. It's just I can see the playing field. It's all strategy. It's all I, I want to. I, I want to say you can see it because you did a lot of those layerings yourself. Yes. Like you, yeah. you, as you, you know, just to relate to you in the entrepreneurial mindset, when you're navigating entrepreneurship, you have to be able to pivot in the moment. Yes. And yes. as you pivot, you can see like the loopholes and the and the gaps of opportunity and all that good stuff. So yeah, I, I relate. I saw the same thing. I was like, oh, I see the, I see it now. You know, yes. I don't know how else to explain it, but I can see it, see the plan. And once you see it, you can't unsee it anymore. 
the world nope. never looks the same again once you let go of what you've been brainwashed to believe the world is and just look at the evidence of what it actually is. You no. won't ever see it the same way again. You can't. You can't go back to sleep again. Although I do have people all the time that tell me if this is true, if this is really the way it is, I don't want to know. And I just can't even fathom not wanting to know and just walking into a buzzsaw, which is going, what's going to happen if you don't prepare. They're going to take everything you've got if you don't prepare. Or you can prepare, accept reality, and you can make fortunes literally over the next two years, more money than you've made in your entire lifetime. Because more money is made during collapses and upheaval mm -hmm. than at any other time. So staying calm, getting with the right tribe of people like yourself that know how to navigate these things and let them lead you through it is what you need to do. Because honestly, it's too late to get up to speed and get really good at these games to be able to capitalize. It's already here. It's happening. It's already happening around the world. We're just not being told about it yet. It'll happen here last because they don't want us to know till the last very second. They don't want us preparing. So you've got to get with somebody that's trustworthy, someone that's knowledgeable about this stuff that will lead you through it. So I keep encouraging everybody, um, like, don't come to me for crypto. I don't know about it. I've stayed out of it. Go to people like you who have been in it. They know it. They know what's coming. They know how to set you up for what's coming. And they stay out of the things that they use to distract you. Mm -hmm. You know, the frog in the boiling water. They've been raising up the temperature for a while and it's starting to boil. Um, but there's still ways and avenues like you know. Um, uh, with the one, what's the one coin uh, that you were talking about that was developed? XRP. What is it? XRP. XRP? Yes. Um, so, yeah, there's still opportunity there. I just tell yeah. people, and they're taking my videos out of context because my editors are snipping things to create controversy. It's, it's, there's a bigger conversation where I tell you, if you've got the knowledge of how to play the game and you know the game inside and out, you can make a lot of money in these rigged games, stocks, yeah. cryptos. You just got to get in, get your profit out, you know, safeguard it, stockpile it, and keep going with your nest egg, just like a professional gambler does. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just not smart enough to play those games in and out like you guys do. So I stick with my core six things that are easy and I can predict. No, I, I love that you said that. And I think the bigger picture here is, first of all, I agree with you. It's a great redistribution of wealth right, that's happening right now on many, many levels. And those aware are going to highly benefit mm -hmm. uh, if they do the action steps and actually start to take, you know, take precautions and, and, and adjust and pivot. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, I agree with you that uh, what we're doing here is, is creating bridges. You know, so creating controversial reels, it's like uh, uh, sell them what they want, give them what they need. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's a, it's a this is one of my perspectives is if we're not using all the tools of this reality f to, to, to showcase this, this truth and this reality, then we're not doing ourselves a service. We're, we're doing ourselves a disservice. We're not using the, the, all the tools, you know, we're creating limitations. Um, so, I, you know, I have a question because I, I Obviously, you've grown so much in social media with Instagram, Facebook. Um, have you have to dealt? Have you had to dealt with censorship of any kind? Oh yeah. Well, we're doing it right now. In fact, we thought we were going to get deplatformed yesterday. Like my oh, team no. was freaking out. Everybody was scrambling because uh, I'm devoting a lot of money. It's running yeah. about twenty-seven thousand a month to mm. do this, and I only agreed to test it for a month. 
My team was like, come on, you got to get on there and start speaking out. People are going to get wiped out, and nobody's saying anything. So I said, all right, I'll give it a month. And we got 1,000 followers the first month. And I was like, see, nobody gives a damn. So, no, I don't want to do this. And they said, no, it takes a month for the algorithm to even pick you up. Give it one That's more true. month. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I don't know anything about these worlds. I'm learning as we go, but it's a very powerful medium. But yeah. now in the last 60 days, because we've only been on there 90 days, and in the last 60 days, we picked up like 154,000 followers. It was at like 10,000 new followers a day. It was crazy. And then they, they cut it like instantly overnight. When we hit 100,000, they throttled it down yeah. to half. Then it went to 5,000 today. Now we're down to one. They banned us from ad spend for life. We're trying to appeal that and get that reversed. Uh, but they have throttled And I get messages every single day now. And I don't mean just a few with people telling me, hey, I've tried to follow your page 10, 12 times. Every time I follow it, the next day it's unfollowed. Yep. And it won't let me like your videos anymore. So, yeah, they're taking them down off TikTok. They're taking the audio off. Uh, so it's a thing. It's a thing. Shadow oh banning. God. That's what you're yeah. describing. It's shadow banning. It's like you're still there. You're still on, on the platform, but now nobody can see your stuff. We're down to 1,000 new followers a day now, which is... Yeah, that's... You get kind of addicted to that big number. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's wrong with me? Why don't people like me anymore? You know, <laughs> it's funny how you went from one side of the spectrum. Like, I don't give a crap. And it's like, yeah. now it's like, oh, no, now they're trying to suppress my speech. What? No, yeah. sir. Yeah. But no, it's, it's really been pretty crazy. We've had A-list actors reach out to us to meet with us. And I'm just floored, dude, because 90 days ago, I, I was a, I'm still a nobody. I'm literally just a tiny speck and all this stuff. Nobody knows who I am, uh, which I kind of liked it that way. Um, but I, it's kind of got a life of its own now. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's, we had one of our uh, marketing people in Bangladesh because we've got different teams. The U.S. teams, when they're sleeping, the teams in other countries are working, so we got to go in 24-7. But one of our guys from Bangladesh reached out, and he said, do you, do you know what's going on? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about because they don't want me on there most of the time because I get into it with people. Uh, <laughs> and um, he said, dude, famous like movie stars and stuff are sharing your videos on their pages and that's just mind-boggling to me that they would even listen to what i've got to say but something's resonated people are needing to know they know something's going on they know something's coming they can feel it in their soul they just mm -hmm. don't know how to put all the pieces together to see what's coming so they can do something about it that's why we're speaking out oh i love that and i agree with you i think there's like a huge demand for authenticity, right? Integrity. And really it's like, speak out about something you believe in wholeheartedly. That's really, that's really what it is. In my opinion, it's like, just speak out about whatever you believe as much as possible, because the, the, that speaking out that creation of that vibration will create the, will magnetize people will yes. come. Um, and I, and I can see you've, you've already uh, hit the note there where, where people are coming to you in, in droves. Uh, and now, now the, the social media, uh, uh, social media gods and lords are uh, overlords are, are now suppressing that because it's truth, right? So it's, mm -hmm. it's creating yeah, a, they don't, a change. They don't come out against people that aren't speaking the truth. No, so if they no. start attacking or throttling you down or shadow banning, that's because you're speaking the truth. They don't want that out. Have you experienced yeah. that yet with you? With your I literally just, it's funny because like you said, it was yesterday for yours. Two days ago, I just posted something uh, that showed like, 
you know, when you follow someone, it'll pop up and say, are you sure you want to follow this person? Yes. They've repeatedly uh, shared content that's against COVID and again, all this, all this stuff. And so I'm like, oh, people, so if the people are following me now, they have to say yes twice. Wow. <laughs> they have to click twice to follow me. Wow. So yes, it's, it's been a few years actually. I've been, been around this uh, shadow banning issue. But I think that the, the, what I've learned is just be consistent. No matter what those numbers are showing you, uh, just keep pushing it out because, uh, yeah, people with larger accounts that aren't, haven't stepped into that themselves, they're resharing. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, they have the followers. So keep it going. Keep it going, Michael. <laughs> um, so tell me, uh, you know, I wanted to ask this question because I've, I've, I, I know a lot about this in a lot of ways, but I want to know your perspective. Mm -hmm. You've shared a lot about and talked about the 13 families. Um, so what is that exactly? What do you mean by that? So I've been told not to talk about this anymore. So share what you, whatever, you, whatever, you, whatever you want to share. Yeah. If, if nothing, then it's nothing. By, by uh, agencies with three letters. Mm. Um, You've gotten to, to that point know. already? That's oh, yeah. amazing. Oh yeah to let us know they're watching, they're listening, they're everything. Um, I think just to mess with us, someone got into our bank accounts. They didn't take anything. They were just looking around every day for like a month before my people realized it. So that was very bizarre. There's just a lot of weird things going on. Our computers get messed with on the regular. Yeah. We're now having to set up an internal, bring an IT people in house, get our own servers, do our own platform, which they're working on now, to pivot to, because they are going to kick me off there at some point, pretty soon, probably. So we don't want to stop the momentum we've got going, so we're going to develop our own thing where people can come and still get the content, and, that, and I don't have to worry about being censored. But yeah. uh, let's just call them the top of the food chain. Let's do that. So the top of the food chain runs and controls and owns the entire planet. So one of them, the, the family starts with an R. Well, I guess I can say one of them. I'm just not going to mention them all. But the Rothschilds, most people know that pretty much they own the entire monetary system. All of mm -hmm. them. It all starts with them and flows back to them. In fact, one of the, I think it was their great, 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 great grandfather is famous for saying, uh, give me control of a country's money supply and I care not who makes the laws. Well, that's mm -hmm. very true. And that's what people don't understand about this CBDC. So when you control the money, you control the lifeblood of any company, any industry, and the people, period. Mm -hmm. So this CBDC is programmable. So they will be able to tell you, if they want to put a certain, and part of the agenda here is to wipe out all small and medium business owners, to, and consolidate all goods and services in the hands of a very few, like mm -hmm. Google, Amazon, those type of players, because they are funded and controlled by the top of the food chain. So they can literally program your money to where you can't spend it at your buddy Bob's hardware store because it won't work there. Mm -hmm. And that's how they put people out of business and wipe out all competition. They'll just program your money where you can't spend it anywhere but with them and the companies they control. Now, people aren't seeing what is about to happen here and the total control. Like you give them control over your money, it's all over. And then the food supplies next, that's why Bill Gates is now the largest farm land owner. Land in owner the in the US, right? Oh, in the world. So control the money and control the food, it's over. 
It is mm -hmm. game over. So um, people need to wake up to what's going on. And I don't, I honestly don't think, um, I don't think we can stop it at this point. It's gone too far. It's going too fast. We would have had to have stood up last year and really. Now, I tell people this also. We could stop this instantly. We outnumber them 100 million to one. Mm -hmm. But we could put a stop to it in 30 days. If everybody took their money out, kept their cash, stockpiled food for about three months, and then when they do this digital, we all just sat at home and said, you know what, we're not doing it. We got plenty of cash to buy stuff. We got food. We're just going to sit here till you all give in. We're not going to work. We're not paying our bills. We're not doing anything. They can't get us all. We outnumber them 100 million to one. It would die because the system has to keep being fed constantly with our money or it will collapse. So if we all sat home for 30 days, the whole system would fall apart. They would crumble and fall to their knees just to turn it back on because they have to have the money flow have to yeah it will yeah. start to implode on itself very quickly but getting everybody on the same page and stop fighting and pointing fingers and all this garbage i just don't see it happening we're too divided right now hopefully the digital will be a wake-up call and then we stand up because if we don't what's coming in 2025 is way worse than this yeah. digital yeah I, I actually agree with you 100%. Uh, CBDCs are programmable money. It's, it, it's going to be a, a, a centralized hybrid blockchain. So they're going to have pretty much all the control of the programming of it. And um, yeah, that's going to, that, I call that the fourth Reich, the fourth yes. wall, yeah. uh, the last wall necessary to create total uh, enslavement because now you're um, putting the you know the, the wealth that was accumulated by the individual for many many years of dedicating themselves and their bodies to creating that energy you're going to lock it in and i mean imagine imagine the person in that situation imagine anyone in that situation it's going to be extremely difficult um and people like so you I, or i they'll just shut our money off right yeah you speak out you say something they don't like it's already happening they're not shutting the money off yet but they're shutting down my access to get to you guys if you to hear what I've got to say, and as soon as the CBDCs, they'll shut my money off. That's it. I mean, yeah. I got ways around it, but most humans do not. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the majority, again, that's why I think it's such. A, it is a spiritual warfare. Uh, the more we can become aware of how we relate to these systems, how dependent we are on those systems, mm -hmm. I think that's a huge part of it. The more dependent you are on right. on you know uh, functioning in reality, then that's this level of control. Mm -hmm. um, but I do believe, you know, and this is probably where we, we our perspectives are, are, are different. I do believe that blockchain being a tool mm -hmm. was, is the fourth Reich, is the fourth wall, but also the tool that can, if we do it right, if we use it with the right perspective, it can be used for good. It can be used mm -hmm. to actually help us disconnect from that system. And I'll say this, 99.9% .9 of the projects out there publicly, globally, are either outright scams or unconscious scams. So <laughs> I would say maybe there's five that mm -hmm. were created, five to 10 that were created organically out of like grassroots needs. Uh, but even then, even then. Um, so for me, my perspective is more on blockchain, the idea. It's like when the idea of the gun came out, you know, and it was put out into reality, you had many, many people start creating the gun, mm -hmm. you know, in different versions of it. Uh, so I think the same thing can be said about blockchain. You know, uh, this is a tool. It can be used. It's it's not the tool that's evil. It's those that create with it or yield it.
Um, so I do believe that, like you even mentioned earlier about the creating a, uh, your own server, uh, that's essentially what blockchain is. You know, all it is, instead of buying or spending the money on the physical servers themselves and having to pay out on hardware, you're just focusing on the operating system and then allowing every single person that wants to be a part of that to download it to their phone. And then all of a sudden, you now have a direct access to the individual. And you'll have to educate me on this because I'm very uneducated on all the nuances of it. I just, yeah. when I can see the, 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 the flags, the red flags that a game is rigged, I just stay out. No, um, and it is. And, and I, you're on board with that. I think you, yeah. caught, you caught exactly what they're doing, and they are doing that. So I, that's why I agree with your perspective on what they're doing for sure. So I had some questions I wanted to ask you because I was very curious. And, yeah. dude, I really commend you for the way you handle yourself, the way you present yourself. You're not just attacking others with different points of view. You genuinely want to have a conversation and educate people on your knowledge base and hear other people's. Most people are not like that, in my experience, on social media. It's my first experience, and it's not a great one. Um, there's a lot of negativity out there, man, toxicity. Yeah. So um, that's why I agreed to do this with you because I really do want to get educated because a lot of my followers want to know about this. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to mislead them or tell them to, or let them miss out on an opportunity that they can capitalize on just because I'm ignorant about certain features or certain things. So the, I know the blockchain is, is, is decentralized. Everybody is like a point of light and they all connect like a web. What happens if they shut the internet off? Because doesn't it so, run on the internet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so when I, whenever people ask me that question, um, there's a few things that I, I share to give more clarity to the internet. Uh, the internet, really what it is physically first, is more, mostly hard cables. Uh, so it's something like not, more than 90% of our internet right now. Um, it, it dropped a little bit because of Starlink. Mm -hmm. uh, but 90% of our internet right now is hard cables, actual cables that are mm -hmm. laying across the ocean from you know, one country to the other. It's, it's essentially a mycelium network right now uh, on purpose, right? Because uh, uh, it creates redundancy. You know, if, if one area uh, gets shut off, it just, it just reroutes to the other areas. Uh, same thing with the electrical system, the electrical grid. It's a redu <coughs> redundancy systems that re, re, um, so they distribute themselves. Huh? So they can put meters on it and charge us. Exactly. I mean, it just makes it easy for control for sure. Um, now, so let's talk about the hard cables themselves. Uh, hard cables themselves are, they're physical. They're there, they're connected. Um, EMPs also don't have a direct effect on, on just copper cables. They have more of an effect on uh, microchips. Mm -hmm. So that's what, what an EMP is gonna destroy are your computers, devices, and things that um, um, has circuitry. Mm -hmm. uh, but hard cables are just the, the copper cables. They're just pushing you know, energy through, electricity through it. Uh, so it's not going to stop pushing electricity through just because an EMP came or because they shut off the, tran you know, the, 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 the uh, gatekeeper's servers. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. It's the physical. You have the 90% physical hard cables. And then it's the Internet that we experience. So the Internet we, ex we actually experience or the limited inter Internet we experience is only about 10% of what the true Internet actually is. Um, the other 90% is what they call the dark web. Mm -hmm. And really all it is, it's, it's uh, the 90% is the, is the devices. So every computer phone has an IP address. And 
what we're doing really is we're connecting to gatekeepers individually and then using them to communicate with each other because we don't have an operating system. All we have are the devices themselves. So we have to rely, like for example, right here, we're using it. I'm, I'm using an Apple computer. So I have the iOS operating system, which is one gatekeeper. I'm using Cox Cable, uh, which is another gatekeeper. I'm using Riverside, which is another gatekeeper. So we have three levels of gatekeepers here just so I can see your face and talk to you. Mm -hmm. um, so imagine we eliminate those servers, those third-party operating systems, and now we go direct from peer to peer. And so the operating system is blockchain. Now, you can, like I said, it's a tool. So right now, the global public blockchains are still manipulated. They're still centralized in a lot of ways. They're still siphoning information, uh, siphoning value. Um, but it's not about those systems. The, those, I, you know, you got to play the game the right way to make money in that system and in that, that paradigm. I'm looking at it as like, how can we connect to each other now and create our own ecosystems? You know, I believe really the only reason we use governments or any of these central systems is because we don't trust each other. It's a lack mm -hmm. of trust between physical men and women. So what if there was a trustless system that's not centralized, that's owned by the individual? So that's how I see blockchain and how it can be beneficial is that uh, if they took a machete to the hard cables and just cut a huge line of, with a machete, it's going to reroute. It's going to use the other uh, cables that are still connected and reroute the information. That's how these, um, the blockchain works. It just reroutes saying, to different nodes. Are you saying they can't shut it down? If, if, you, have, if you create a private... So I believe true decentralization will happen on local and private levels. It has to start that way because if you open it up globally and publicly, you're inviting the scrutiny of those third-party governments. They're going to yep. come with the full force, you know, uh, trying to take you down because they don't want anything other than CBDCs. That's right. Um, so I've now been creating an ecosystem that's in the private sector where if you want to come in and you want to be a part of it, you sign three contracts, right? Because I, I believe in contract law above anything else. Um, so on the local private levels, and we're, we're, we're directly, you know, you come in, we have to know who you are, I don't care how much money you have. Um, the operating system is going to be on the device itself. So they would have to go and shut down every single device that has that operating system for the network to go away. Is that, so then you just you get, a, you get like another device. The attack is how they would do that? Yeah, so uh, let's talk about EMP attacks. Um, the only way that I've come to uh, in my mind that is going to be possible to shut down the whole thing is if you had a global EMP, right? Um, that's the fear that's sold a lot in crypto with um, uh, solar flares. Solar flares, oh, well, that huge solar flare is going to eliminate all the technology on Earth. Well, we're going to have, we're going to have much bigger problems if that happens, mm -hmm. if we have a global blackout like that. Um, so... Uh, EMPs are very localized. They're very uh, strategic to a specific area. Um, so, I, I, no, I don't think that it's possible. Um, all, all, what's going to happen is that the blockchain will reroute to the servers that aren't down. Uh, and all that means is that it's going to keep going because it's the, all the information on that protocol or that, that specific ecosystem mm -hmm. is housed in the device itself. So if you have a, a thousand devices, you have every single transaction ledger, everything about that blockchain on the devices themselves. So you have to get all thousand of them, you know, and eliminated. You don't think that they'll target those individuals like yourself that are creating those and come after you individually to shut you down? 
imprisoning if it's, you. If it's public, yeah, if it's public, right? If it's public and global, 100%. Because that's, that's uh, blockchain can be anonymous if used properly, but most are not using it properly. They're not. They're just, this is my address. You know, they're, they're, they're giving up their uh, information to the exchanges and then they're connecting their name like to the address. Is that how you remain anonymous, like a VPN or something of that nature? So, no. VPNs also. Yeah, no, VPN, all, all VPN does is block your, or mask your IP address. So it just okay. tells you, it tells the server that you're in, a, you're in another geographical location. But when you're going to buy crypto, most exchanges nowadays, because of the scrutiny of the SEC, the governments, all that stuff, um, they're, they're collecting something called KYC, know your client. And so they're taking your data again, your name, your address, your social, all your IDs. Um, not necessarily because they're trying to continue collecting data. I, I believe they've, they created the data. They have the freaking data. Um, it's, I think it's more about the legality of further implicating the physical the physical man or woman to this digital legal version that, that they actually have jurisdiction over. Okay. Um, I've gone down the road of learning the differences between private and, and public and, and law and legal, very different. Mm -hmm. And um, the system thrives on your attention and your implication. If, you don't, if, you, if you're aware of who you are physically to it, it's impossible for that system to implicate you, especially if you know the etymology the words that they're using. That's how they, they hook you in and trap you in those contracts is through the words. And if we know what words we're using, it's never gonna happen again. Um, and again, and blockchain being the physical to now protect the accumulated wealth in something that we own, you know? Mm. And next step would be to create an ecosystem. Like imagine a private marketplace that is, first of all, uh, backed by regenerative resources, you know, um, I'm actually doing something right now with three different regenerative resources, cheap electricity, uh, a gem mine, and a, um, a quantitative uh, market-making bot. Uh, so it's this guy that I know that's going to be doing that. But imagine having a monetary system that's not based on or um, affected by mainstream narratives. You know, and then, and then, and then all those that want to be a part of it have to go through a little bit of sweat, some work. Like, they, they take your course. It's like, oh, okay, now you took my course, and now I know where you're at. Now you can come in and, and, be, and, and thr you know, be a part of this ecosystem. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I do believe it, it has to happen on local private levels first. And so imagine having a million uh, little ecosystems of 500 people. They, they'd have to try to shut down a million private ecosystems mm -hmm. in the private sector. It's impossible at that point. That's true decentralization. And then you just stop using their systems yeah. because you're right. They're going to keep going. It's going to get worse and worse and tighter and tighter. And they're going to squeeze the, the life out of those that are dependent on them. Yes. So knowing what I know about their end game in 2030, for me, I know they'll stop at nothing. Mm -hmm. Literally, they will stop at nothing because the whole plan is to depopulate the planet. It was right on the Georgia Guidestones for many, many, many years until they blew it up because it was getting so much attention. The Rockefellers stood up and, and said it openly in a, in a secret meeting that someone filmed without their mm -hmm. knowing. Uh, I saw that. I know you're talking about they, they talked about it openly. They want yeah. to depopulate the planet to 500 million people. Well, how are you going to get rid of the other 7.5 billion? We're not just going to leave the planet, so they got to kill us all. So, 
I just, for me, I know, do you know who Dr. Stephen Greer is? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's a CE5, right? <clears throat> Contact Correct. Experience Correct. 5. Yeah. So um, I was in touch with his team recently. And then they just kind of went radio silent on me, which really concerns me. But um, um, he talks about, and he just gave a press conference in D.C. a couple of weeks ago for his new documentary that just came out, The Lost Century, mm -hmm. which is all about the scientists and doctors that they've killed over the last hundred, and I mean there's tens of thousands. There's actual websites just dedicated to keeping track of the holistic doctors and scientists that they killed to suppress technology and things that are up. And he says, any technology we're aware of is about a 200, 300 years antiquated, outdated, because they don't let us know about any of the real, real technology that they've acquired back in the 50s and ever since then. So um, that's what concerns me about the blockchain and everything else, because we think what we know about is the limits of the technology, mm -hmm. and it's not even scratching the surface. That's just what they let us know. Um, and I do the same thing in business deals. That's how I can see the strategy, is if I know more than my competition, it gives me a distinct advantage. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, I'm going to win that battle because I have more information. I know what cards they're holding, uh, and I know cards that they're not even aware of exist. <clears throat> so that's what concerns me about it. But I do know that if they're using the systems, just like in the financial systems and other things, I use certain tools, trusts, holding corps, things of this nature that allow me to do certain things in business that most human beings don't even know exist because they mm -hmm. don't want you to know. Because if you know, you can compete with them and they mm -hmm. don't want that. So they keep you in the dark, go get a job, work for an hourly pay or a, a paycheck, do that for 30 years. You know, you're just enriching them further. So I know if they've got a system that they're using, there are loopholes and ways to outsmart the system. I do know that for a fact. And that's why I'm really open now to collaborating with people as yourself and people that are very knowledgeable about these games to help educate and enlighten people on how to resist and how to beat the system at its own game because there's loopholes in everything you know it I, 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 one of my one of my uh, sayings that I say often is gamify your abundance mm. uh, if you're not if you're not looking at it as like a game and I say that for two reasons like what you just mentioned like strategizing and and, and looking at it from different angles so that you can play the game um, but also, you know, connecting to your like childhood self and like really having fun with this, uh, that will really align your relationship to it. Yeah. The whole fear agenda, keeping everybody yeah. afraid, yeah. you know, people ask me all the time, well, what about nuclear war? Look, the whole damn agenda is for them to put the 500 million people that are left on the planet in these 15 minute prisons called smart cities yep. <laughs> uh, and governed by AI. You're not allowed to go so that the top of the food chain can have free run of the planet. It's theirs. They want us consolidated in a few spots being slaves for them while they have free run of the planet. So um, knowing that there has to be, we have to come together as people just like we're doing right here. Mm -hmm. Even though we had differences of opinions, and most of mine is just not knowing the ins and outs of your game. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have people say that to me all the time, too. Well, you can't do that. When I tell them what I do every day for a living, 
you can't do that. How can you acquire assets without paying for them? Well, because I That's know how, yeah. structure, I know strategies you don't even know exist. That's how we do it yeah. every day. So yeah. that's why I've really uh, opened myself up to guys like you who are very knowledgeable, very wise about this stuff and good at the games, because I do. I want to offer your knowledge to my followers. I'd like to offer mine to yours. Coming together as a community, like you're talking about, sharing information all, as a tribe, as one, human beings. It's not us against each other. It's us against the top of the food chain. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, um... it's, all, it's all of us against them. Because they're the yeah. ones that are doing this to us. So yeah, until and, and, we wake up, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, until we all wake up to that fact, it's just going to keep going down this path. And if we don't wake up by 2030, there's going to be another extinction level event. Because God's not going to allow this imbalance to go on. He's done it many times in history on this planet. He'll do it again and let us start over again. It's all about us waking up and enlightening, and then all this madness will stop. I 100% agree. And um, the analogy I usually give, it's like they've, they've, they've created a reality where imagine like a huge elephant in the middle of a room and then every single human is around blindfolded, touching it in different areas, trying to describe it. And we're like, yeah, it's the one's touching the nose and like, it's definitely a hose. And the other <laughs> one's touching the leg and it's a tree trunk, you idiot. Uh, and it's like, no, we're all touching an elephant. We just yes. can't see it. Yes. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'll say this about blockchain um, in this transitionary period, it, it's going to be very difficult for them to try to control it. Um, I think we're going to have sort of a similar situation like the gold rush mm. where they're going to maybe do an executive order where you're not allowed to do this anymore and they're going to outlaw it and it's going to go down yes. that road. Um, but I think it's going to take a, a minute, you know, to, to get to that point. Uh, so in this transitionary period, I actually see blockchain not as the end all be all. I don't, I don't see it as the NLBO. I see it as a stepping stone. Um, it's, it's, to me, has been a visual of our capacity in our conscious collective. Like, um, it's a visual of, of what we have the capacity of doing with ourselves, with our bodies. Um, I, I've always mentioned this, that um, I don't have just one bank account of money. I have a bunch of other bank accounts with metaphysical currency. And it's all there, and I'm... And I'm, and I'm uh, trying to deposit, you know, into those accounts, love, uh, uh, you know, uh, compassion. There's all these different accounts that exist. And so I see, I see blockchain as, as, rep as like as a representation of that. It's like, oh, oh, th this is what we have the capacity of doing to eventually where we won't need to use it. I think we, we can get to a point where we, we recreate the trust and new systems that can facilitate that, you know, the transactions, the, the mm -hmm. doing business with, uh, all those different aspects of building, you know, reality and building generational wealth. Um, but now, but for now, uh, this is the tool, you know, this is the tool so to become see, aware with it. You see blockchain as a, as a first step to get out of the system. And then ultimately that leading to a, a, uh, ecosystem system where we're all yeah. for each other, keeping each other up, keep, you know, I don't have to step on you for me to win. I don't have to take from you. So I have more and you have less. We all elevate. Yeah, I, I mean, I only, I only think it got to that point because we, we uh, little by little, like a frog in boiling water, we started to distrust each other and only yes. trust these central systems, you know, with the government, with the, with the TV, uh, JFK, 
back in the day, he, he became very aware of the power of television. Mm -hmm. and, he, and, and they realized that too. The CIA, you know, the three-letter agencies, they realized that. And like, this is not going to work. This guy's good at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and he was trying to make real change back then. But, um, you know, if, if we're not, again, utilizing these tools ourselves and, and trying to use them to recreate that trust, then we're just being dependent on the centralized systems. And that's how they're going to perpetuate the control. So how do, we, we, how do we recreate that trust, in your opinion? Yeah, so, I, you know, again, I think the first step for anyone individually listening here is starting uh, the, the work, you know, learning about yourself, learning about your relationship to transactional energy, not about money. Money is just a tool. How do you relate to transacting with anything, you know, with a tree? How do you relate to the tree? How do you relate to each other? Um, and the more you can become aware of how you react and how you relate to it, then you can start to play the game and yes. be the player of the game and not in the game. Yes. Uh, and actually playing the, the cheat codes. And, you know, all, I don't know, I'm trying to create an analogy around playing video games. You know, you can be the guy with the remote control or you can be the little character inside the screen and jumping around and shooting everything and having limited rules. Um, and so, again, I think blockchain is going to give us a way to uh, recreate that trust through a trustless system. It's a trustless system. There's 10 different variables that make up blockchain that uh, really make it like, or I think it's six that make it the tool to really facilitate that. But again, not the end all be all, you know, it's just a, it's just a way to go, Oh, I can, I can relate with this or I can directly communicate with this other individual and it's instant. That felt good. <laughs> you know, how can I recreate that? Yeah. And then as you dive deeper into your relationship to transactional energy, you'll see how it, how it uh, correlates to reality, to real life. Like walking up to someone and scratching their back and then they scratch your head. Yes. We just did a transaction. <laughs> and do you feel like this kind of CBD, CBDC that they're about to implement, do you see that as kind of the springboard that will wake everybody else up to, oh my gosh, these people weren't crazy. This is really happening. Life is not better now. It's way worse. Uh, and then we, that's the, the, the thing that pushes us in that direction and makes us take that leap. Or you think it's gotta be something else way worse down the road. Well, I, I actually, yeah, I actually believe COVID was, um, the last, so I, you know, I think everything started in 2008 with the real estate crash. That was like the last, uh, cash grab, let's call it. And then the last 10, 12 years, we've been experiencing just the, the unwinding of, of the system little by little. And then, you know, blockchain came out the following year. It was 2009 or Bitcoin, the Bitcoin white paper. And so people often ask me, do you think this is from the evil people? Like, do you think it was the CIA that created this or any, you know, any of the families? And I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe they saw that this was it. And there's no more of this current system that we're in. It's, it's hyperinflated. It's over. And so they, they, they probably came up with this new solution or they already had it. Right. And they're just introducing it to the public. Yes. Um, but I, like I said, I see it as just a tool. And it's like, oh, cool. There's this new tool, this new idea. What can we, how can we use it ourselves? Mm. Um, so um, I don't know if I answered your question. I actually forgot what the question was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was just saying, are we ready? Are we ready? How far away are we in your opinion? Because you know your crowd, um, the crypto crowd. Mine is more tangible, real estate investors, lenders. That Those are the worlds I play in. Um, do you think that we're, we're close to that or is it going to take, you know, millions of people getting wiped out, hundreds of millions, billions, 
before we're going to wake up to this. Yeah, so... Um, get back to person to person being one tribe. If we don't get there, it's over for humanity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's why I go, I go back to <clears throat> we have to individually pursue this. We have to want it. Uh, because if, if you're comfortable on your dependency to, to those systems, why would you leave, right? Mm. Why yeah. would, why, I, I speak to accountants, you know, CPAs, lawyers, uh, attorneys, people in industries that have licenses about this. And the first reaction is always like, nah, nah it's not going to happen. He's like, wait, you didn't, you didn't even like, did you even take in the information I said? Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. noticed that like people's reaction are interesting. Like it's either about like protecting how they're making their money, their career, that, what they're used it. to. And, and it's unfortunate. It's protecting because, their income. I tell people yeah. that all the time. You're getting your advice from someone that if they tell you the truth, they're going to make a lot less money or their business is going to collapse. They can't tell you the truth. How do you not see that? Telling you the truth would harm them financially and you can't ask somebody to do that. I don't blame them. You know, I would get out of the industry knowing what I know yeah. about it if I was them, but I don't blame them for wanting to feed their families. They can't yeah. tell you the truth. And, and I think that's the bigger, the biggest piece here, which is, how, you know, where are you externalizing your power? Where are you externalizing your worth? Mm -hmm. If you're worried about losing your career and then losing the money, then what are, what is really, what is the thing in your reality, in your life that is worthy for you? Yes. Because I believe if you, if we re-internalize worth and say, no, I am the thing that's worthy. I am giving all of these things around me worth. Uh, then all of a sudden those things become just tools that we can manipulate and play with and alchemize and, and, and build on. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking at it as the end all be all and you're pulling, pushing all your energy towards that thing, that's a black hole. That's consumerism. <laughs> You'll be mm -hmm. stuck in that cycle for the rest of your life. Yes. Um, so, I, I, you know, you mentioned the, the amount of people that would be necessary to make a shift. It's yeah. not much. I've done, I've done the numbers um, based on um, just like uh, the, uh, the, the spiritual change, like the energetics that are happening globally right now. You need about 1% of the global population to start to make a shift in how That's what Stephen Greer you feel. Says. Yeah. Yeah. It's something like 70 million or it's 70. No, no, no. It's 140 million. Uh, but then actually, uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, here said, but I think I can do it with 70 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I love this conversation. This is so I do great. Too, I do too. He, uh, I'm shocked. He's still alive to be honest. Of course, they've tried to kill him many, many times and they have killed four of his top people. Uh, wow. he survived luckily and they tried to buy him off. The Rockefellers approached him. So we'll give you $2 billion in cash to go away. And he didn't do it. Uh, and that was wow. about 10, 15 years ago. Um, so I'm shocked he's still alive. But he is speaking the truth and pulling the curtain back on all the technology that they have. Zero point energy. They've, he personally has said, because I've been on Zoom calls with him. He personally has said he's been to the facilities. Now, these are underground facilities, of course, because these scientists and doctors have no interest in getting killed. So it's all very hidden the, stuff. The but, dumbs, dumbs, right? Deep underground correct. military bases. Correct. He said that he has been to the facilities and watched them regrow limbs, cut off somebody's arm and regrow it in minutes with sound waves. <laughs> yeah. I believe that. I, I actually believe that. I've, I've done enough research on frequency, vibrations and waves. Yes. It's possible. It's crazy. <laughs> well, Roy Reif back in the 50s had a frequency machine that killed all diseases. 
Admit it. He he cured over two thousand people. They put him in prison and hung him for it. Wow, wow. So what you know? Last last few questions here, so we can uh, uh, finish it off here. Um, what is your perspective on transhumanism and technology when it comes to that? Yeah, well, the less human they make us, you know, the more they can control us. The more the human soul, human compassion, the human heart, our connection to God. Why do you think? America spends billions, tens of billions a year to dump fluoride in our water. When every other country on the planet spends billions a year taking it out, whatever naturally occurring, because it calcifies your pineal gland. Mm -hmm. And your pineal gland is how you communicate with God. Okay, that's what mushroom psilocybin, that's what it opens up. And trust me when I tell you, he will speak to you. You open that up and that gateway and he'll open your eyes to things you never saw and never were. You'll never see the world the same way again because he'll truly show you the truth and get rid of all the dogma and the ego and everything that they constantly feed on this planet with their brainwashing and the media and all this garbage. It's all driving our ego. Mm -hmm. And shrooms kills your ego, shuts it off to where you can just be in yourself with you and God the way it was meant to be. So... Um, for me, I want to be a part of exactly what you're, and it's so bizarre to me. You were talking about how if you get your, your vibration right, the right people will be attracted. And that's what's happening in our life here. People are moving here from other states to mm. be a part of this. It's crazy. It feels weird, man. I've never had that happen. And I've been doing this 32 years. Um, but we have to create our own communities and tribes. To, to and bring with our vibration our tribe and our like-minded people so that we can start to create our new reality because we determine our realities what we allow and what we don't allow it's all up to us the world that we're living in is because we've allowed it they're creating it we're sitting back and allowing it to happen and so that's what we're getting we could stop it at any moment and rebuild it how we want to we're unlimited in our power. That's the way God created us, all his beings. And we've just been brainwashed to forget our power and what we're capable of. And we've got to get back to that. You know, when I'm, when I'm on and connected with people like you, like I feel that like all things are possible. I know. <laughs> I'm, I wanted to say, like, I feel that with you so hard. So I appreciate that. I love that. It's a reverb. When I get disconnected. <laughs> Because I'm so overwhelmed with the world and what's happening with our social media, I start to get very discouraged. Yeah. And like, oh my yeah. gosh, it's hopeless. You know, it's just too big of a task. So getting, staying connected with our tribes and like-minded people is so important because it magnifies our energy and our resonance and our frequencies. And that will bring more and more and more people that will allow this to happen. We've got to stay connected and start building our communities. So we're actually building a platform where I want to have people just like you that are, have different modalities, different uh, uh, expertise in different areas than what I am in my areas so that we can all share this knowledge with all of our tribes. Just a one, hey, come here under this umbrella. It's safe. Come in from out of the storm and start to wake up, start to educate, start to beat the system at its own game and build up wealth and uh, forget about all the fear. This is nothing but opportunity around us every single day because of this upheaval. That's their weakness. Mm -hmm. Their weakness is because they think they've got it locked down and they're so strong and so smart. 
that nobody can figure it out. Mm -hmm. That's their weakness. It's like a powerhouse, you know, football or basketball team coming in playing a small little tiny school and overlooking them, thinking they're just going to walk by them, and that school ends up beating them because they didn't see them coming. They didn't prepare. They didn't expect them. That's their weakness, and that's how we stop this and change it. I love that, and I agree wholeheartedly. The more we connect with each other and lean on each other's strengths, you know, I recognize my weaknesses, and I'm not here trying to, like, you know, break a sweat every day trying to figure out how to get my weaknesses stronger. Uh, um, in the current reality, I'm leaning into my strengths and then finding those that, that have those strengths where I'm weak <laughs> exactly. and not creating the community around it. That's how it's supposed to be. That's how the puzzle yeah. piece, that's the way God made us. Yeah. To where we fit together to create the whole picture. Separately pieces, we're weak. We've got strengths, but there's a lot of missing pieces. Yeah. I'm good at a few things, really good. I suck at most everything else. I just, I'm good and I'm lazy. I don't want to go learn. I don't want to work that hard. I'll just stick with what I do and bring in the other people that are great at all those things I'm weak at. And together, we're 10 times stronger than if I went out and tried to get great at everything. That's the key to all this. We've got to fit our pieces together, find our tribes, and make this thing happen. We've got to do it now. Thank you so much, Michael. This was such a powerful uh, interview. Like, I, I can't. I could not, you know, when I we first started, I was my heart was racing. I was like, man, this is gonna, how's this gonna be? I don't know. Let's let's figure it out. Uh, but I feel so amazing now. Like I, I feel like we're gonna be really good friends moving yeah. forward. Um, so a few a few last questions here. Uh, talk a little bit about your book, uh, the connection between spirit and business, and how that connects to your what you believe and and your courses and stuff. So really, man, well, I don't have any courses. They keep trying to get me to make one, but oh, you don't. Okay. courses don't work. Yeah, That's why yeah. four out of 100 people ever make their money back on a course, coaching, any of that stuff. Because it's not a cookie cutter, one size fits all. Hmm. I don't know how to do that. It doesn't work, and I would feel bad taking people's money knowing it ain't going to work for 96% of you. Hmm. So I've never done it. Uh, but that's the whole model out there on the Internet. Sell a course, this, that, and the only person really getting rich is the person selling the course. Right. So um, Because I've spoken at a lot of these events and things around the country before. And uh, yeah, the guys putting it on are getting filthy rich, but nobody else is. Mm -hmm. So I just, I can't do that. I don't feel right about taking people's money like that. Uh, but I can't sit with a person. You tell me what your goals are, what your strengths are, what your uh, expertise is in, and I can show you how to fit in with, with what we do and, and the other games and people like you. I can point them in your direction. Um, so for us, our whole, the, the book is about how we've forgotten that God is in the middle of everything. Okay, we've, we've been lied to that, hey man, you take the wheel, you drive, and you, God's already put everything in you. He put it there, so there's nothing bad in you. That's a lie we've been taught to control us and manipulate us, make us feel like we're not, like we're damaged. Some, God's perfect, he, didn't, he doesn't mess up. Okay, so he created us the way he wanted us, perfectly. So therefore, stop resisting. Stop letting the media teach you how to hate yourself. You should love the, the light, the dark, because it's all the yin and yang. You've got to have it all. You've got to have it both to be a whole human being. That's the way God made it. We've been convinced that uh, the bad they ascribe, that's just negative energy. There's positive and negative. The negative is actually the most beneficial. It forces you to elevate. You don't mm -hmm. ever sit and analyze your life and go, what am I doing wrong when things are going great? So it's actually the painful lessons, which we've been taught to run from pain, every chance we get, seek pleasure. 
Why do they want us to do that so much? Because it's everywhere. Everywhere you look, it's all seek pleasure, pleasure. Why? Because you're never going to elevate. You're never going to enlighten. You're never going to really fulfill your destiny if you're just seeking pleasure. Elevating enlightenment is painful. I don't know why he set it up that way. I wish he didn't. I wish it was really easy and comfortable, but it ain't. Okay, looking back at the most painful events of my life were the biggest growth that I ever experienced in my entire life. So I look at them now as the greatest gifts God ever gave me. We need to retrain ourselves to not run from pain, lean into it, get the gold and let it out through you out the other side. That's what it's for. He's redirecting your focus. He's giving you new knowledge you didn't have so that you could walk through that door and get the blessing that's on the other side. So for me, business, everything that's happening today came from me uh, sitting with God, using the mushrooms and the psilocybin to heal all the trauma and damage that was done to me when I was young. And then him saying, here's your next steps. Now that you've dealt with all that, because you got to heal it, man. The whole medical system is don't deal with the, with the root cause of what's causing all these issues. Just take a pill that masks the symptoms so you think you're better, but you're not. The wound and everything that caused all this stuff is still there. So until you go treat that, and that's what shrooms are for, until you go there and heal that, none of the rest matters. Okay, you're never going to be whole. You're never going to be happy. You're, you're... So, the book is about letting God lead. Going to Him, let Him give you the steps. You focus today on what He's given you to focus on today. Don't worry about tomorrow because you can't do anything about tomorrow. You can't do anything about the past. Learn from it, get better, move on. And don't worry about tomorrow. Do what He's got you doing today, but let Him drive because you're just going to screw it up anyway. Because... We, we're so misled and easily misled by men because we're mm. listening to men. I tell people, because people are trying to say, oh, I want, you just tell me what to do. No, because if the third, if the top of the food chain sent a representative to me, like they do, when you start getting higher and higher up in a bigger following, you'll get visited and they'll say, hey, you're doing great work. We're going to take it from here. We're going to make you really rich and we're going to protect you or we're gonna kill you, which one do you want? It's not much of a choice. Hmm. I'm not putting my children at risk or myself just because I want to put the word out. I can't put mm-hmm. the word out or help if I'm not here anymore. Mm-hmm. So I tell people, don't listen to men. They can be corrupted. They can be gotten to, they can be bribed, they can be threatened. Listen to God, he can't be. They can't touch yeah. him and he's never gonna lie to you. He's always gonna lead you. You've got to learn how to hear him though. Hmm. Hear his voice. We've forgotten how to hear his voice. Go out to the woods. Sit with just him. Leave your cell phone in the car. Just go sit with him and do that over time, and his voice will get louder and louder and louder. If you need the shrooms, use them. Trust me, his voice gets real loud real fast. (laughs) You got to use the tools, right? You got to use the tools in this reality. That's right, man. So really, it's just about reconnecting with God. You don't need to go through the churches. You don't need anything. He's got it. Who can teach you better about God than God? Stop thinking you got to go through people who can be corrupted and will use that power to manipulate you and control you and keep you in fear and keep you in servitude to them. Go to him. You don't need anything else. He'll lay everything out for you. You just take the steps every day that he's showing you you need to take. He'll take care of the rest. And your whole life would change if people would do that and start doing that. 
Love that. Yes, uh, it's dependency, right? It's, it's just looking at all the layers, physical, emotional, spiritual, relational, mental. How dependent are, are, are you on something external outside of your body? If you're dependent on that thing to determine something for you, then you're, then you're not, you're externalizing that power. That's right. Take it back in, bring it back in, listen to the gut, God, listen to that voice that's inside you. That's your answer. If anything, Michael and I here, we're just, uh, share, we're just speaking out the things we're listening to. <laughs> that's, that's the only difference. We're just speaking right. the truth of, of our, you know, our communication. Um, so Yes. Thank you, Michael. This was a very powerful interview. I really appreciate you. If you want to follow him and get more information and what he's sharing, uh, Instagram is M G or M Gibson official. So at M Gibson, M as in Mary Gibson official, or go to his website, Michael S Gibson.net and uh, check out all the stuff that he's sharing there. Thank you, Michael. Uh, one last question and we'll end it here. Sure, you have a few minutes to speak to millions of people. What do you leave them with? Mm, gosh, what I just said, that's the most important thing. Cause if we don't reconnect with God's voice and let him guide us through this, we're not going to make it. There will be another extinction level event on this planet because he's not going to allow this out of balance to continue. It affects the entire universe. It's all connected. So if we're all screwed up here, it's making ripples and waves throughout the universe. So he has to keep it in balance, but he's not going to do it for us. This whole narrative that, you know, there's a white hat coming to save us and all. No, it's up to us. Okay, so learn to listen and find your tribe of people that know how to listen. If you don't know how to do it yet, find the people that do and let them teach you. And it's all about feelings, man. Stop listening to people's words. Start watching their actions and listen. feel the vibration. You'll find the right people and you'll stay away from the wrong ones. Stop listening to words. Words deceive. Mm. Actions never do. If the words don't match the actions, their words are lies. Period. End of story. Whoo. We're going to end it on that because that was powerful there. Thank you so much. Uh, and I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. And hopefully we can uh, reconnect again and talk a little Love deeper. You, Otto. Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Enjoyed meeting you. You too, brother. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you all for watching. And always remember, gamify your abundance. Love you guys.